Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 1, Episode 3 of The The Castle Castle Chat. Chat. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for Episode 3, Digging Deep. We're going to talk about Moana today. We're super excited to dive into some deeper meaning and our thoughts on the movie. Um, Disney, in general, is all about having a really strong heartfelt message packed into a cinematic masterpiece whether it be animated or live action and we can't wait to break that down yeah let's get started really wanted to start with that. I don't know. <laughs> I was just like really feeling it. No, it was a good start. I love it. I love the energy. We're getting ready, singing some songs. Man, Moana, what a movie. Oh yeah. So just to get us kick started into breaking this movie down, let's talk a little bit about just some hard facts. Yeah. Let's just get right to it. Yep. So Moana was released in November of 2016. And it was released in the same year as Zootopia. And they both, Zootopia and Moana, had the same directors, Ron Clements and John Musker. They are a Disney dynamic duo. They directed a lot of really strong movies. Why don't you tell them what those movies are? So we've got The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Aladdin. Hercules. And Princess and the Frog. Plus others under their belt. I mean, that is a pretty strong reputation coming yeah. into directing this movie. I mean, you think about it, Little Mermaid, that was a and Aladdin and Hercules. Those were all very long time ago and they're still even in 2016 directing mega hits. Mega these mega hits. So, yeah. All strong songs, strong stories, strong characters. So, big hype going into the release of a trailer with you know this movie directed by them seems like you know there's going to be a new disney princess which always gets everyone excited this is mm-hmm. after the anna and elsa saga in 2013 so moana had a lot to live up to oh yeah and in addition to the directors who were big names they throw in lin-manuel miranda is a part of the music of this film yeah so i think that a combination of the directors and whoever was involved with writing the music this movie just was getting people super excited to see it and right after Zootopia was incredibly popular when it was released oh yeah and so I think going into November um everyone was really excited to see this movie and it dropped a lot of records with box office numbers I I couldn't find anything specific about what the movie budget was, but globally, the movie accumulated $645 million, roughly, at the box office. Just roughly. Just a, just a yeah. rough 645 mil. Yeah. So, big deal, big hit, um, and following its success in the box office, it was nominated for two Oscars, Best Picture, Best Animated Feature, and um, Best Original Song for How Far I'll Go. Unfortunately, neither um, won their category. Oh. Zootopia won Best Animated Feature, 
Wow. Yeah. Over Moana. Yeah. I think it had, a, the message was a little bit um, different. It's, its aim was a little bit different than Moana. Yeah. So uh, I think from a critic standpoint, it had a stronger um, resume when looking at it as a Oscar winner. Um, and then How Far I'll Go lost to City of Stars, La La Land. Not seeing La La Land. Oh my gosh, Court, what are you doing? I know. Ugh. I feel like every episode we figure out something that I have yet to see That's that I okay. need to go watch, and my list just gets longer and longer well, every week. <laughs> movie night on repeat. I mean, La La Land was a great film, and um, the the music in it for sure I think deserved that Oscar. But even just to be nominated for two Oscars, um, yeah. and for Ron Clements and John Musker to have both films that they did in 2016 nominated for um, several different awards is a really big deal for them too so um, that's just kind of a quick rundown of the stats of of the movie of the movie yeah well why don't we dive into a little bit of the plot of the movie yeah which spoiler alert if you haven't seen Moana I am going to explain the plot now so pause and watch yeah, pause or... watch come back or go ahead and just listen to this but moana it really is a beautiful story of really self-discovery and adventure about finding your way and it really it starts off with moana who is this polynesian princess part of this village of montanui and she is basically expected to grow up and become the new leader of this village and you can tell even from a young age that she is drawn to something else like she wants to get off this island she is drawn to the water and she and her family does not want her to leave the island they are all about we do not go beyond the reef we stay here we are with our people and they have their reasonings there's a lot of um, fear out there and and, um, Moana later comes to find out that they used to be voyagers she discovers with her grandma that um, they were voyagers they did go beyond the reef but because of the situation with Tafiti and the heart being stolen which the heart of Tafiti was stolen by Maui and Maui is this demigod who um, wanted to steal the heart because he thought it was going to do good for the people and he was going to provide life to the people but in Mm -hmm. fact it really like cursed a bunch of things and that was not great um so that's why all the villagers stay on the island they're like nah we don't go anymore we're gonna stay here but moana's like you know what i'm gonna go figure this out and so she leaves the island and is on this search to find maui to find the heart to restore the heart of tafiti and it's this huge journey of her um, finding herself and finding Maui and them building this friendship. There's some betrayal there as well. But and then they they go through this entire journey. They find um, they have the heart. They go and then when they finally find Tafiti, they realize that the the villain in the movie, I guess, it's not really. A, I would say she's the villain, but it's um, this like lava monster. But Moana comes to find out that that is actually Tafiti, who has been really stripped of her beauty and is in pain because her heart was stolen. And Moana is able to restore the heart and bring life back to the village and go back to her village and tell everybody about it and and restore their hope in being villagers, not villagers, sorry, voyagers. Um, So that was like a very fast, long way through the story. But... Um, and there's a lot more to it than just that, but really it is this discovery of um, who she is as a person, 
discovering her ancestors past and then building his friendship with Maui and restoring the heart. So it's really sweet and um, it's really cool to see her adventurous side. Yeah, that was a beautiful two-minute rendition really? of a hour-and-a-half movie. Okay, I'm so, really glad you thought that because yeah. I was like... <laughs> so I'm really glad that it made sense to you because I was like, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. We're just going. I mean, I've seen Moana several times, so I'm sure to me it's easy for me to keep track. So again, if you haven't seen the movie, pause, go watch if that didn't spoil it too much for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, it's a movie that follows ancient South Pacific Islander traditions yes. and storytelling. Um, and I think the directors and people who um, you know did casting and everything, they wanted to stay true to that. They had um, their own, it was called like the Ocean Story Trust. It was a group of people wow. that were um, brought in to make sure that everything in the storyline um, met the, the standards and realistic um, culture traditions of this this region of the world um, and the cast themselves all had a connection um, or were direct descendants of this area of the world as well um, so I think the story itself pays a really great tribute to um, South Pacific storytelling tradition and lifestyle the movie is set like 2,000 years ago um, that's kind of the timeline. So it's very early villager mm-hmm. type um, setting for the movie itself. But yeah, this is a great story of not just the the legend of Maui, which comes from this region of the world, mm-hmm. um, but of self discovery. And I think that's really the the main theme: self discovery and identity yeah. is what we're looking at when we want to dig deep into that heartfelt Disney message that they're trying to put out. Yeah. I mean, when you first watch the movie, you're like, oh, this is cute. And then you watch it again and you're like, wow, this is actually like, you think about it a lot and it hits you in the heart and you're like, there's a lot that these characters are going through and the way that they're discovering who they are. Because it's not just Moana that's discovering who she is and having her own voice and being able to stand up for really who she is as a part of her village but you see Maui really come to find who he is as well through what he's been through and kind of what he's helping Moana accomplish now and it's really cool to see both of them go through a similar but totally different experience when it comes to really that identity and self-discovery. Absolutely. So if we look at each character individually, you want to start with Moana or Maui? Hmm. Let's start with Maui. Okay. Because the movie really starts off with the story of him. So Yeah, the, the whole idea for this film in the first place was based on the legend of Maui. This yeah. is where we came to get the idea of Moana. Um, and doing a little bit of research there, the main story was originally about Maui. But then Disney kind of decided that the, the route they wanted to go was they wanted to focus on the daughter of the chief and, mm-hmm. and her journey um, and went through several different versions of the storyline itself. But Maui has such a pivotal role in this story. Um, and for him, when you get to this point in the movie where it gives you a little bit of background on why he is the way he is, he was abandoned by his parents because he wasn't really fully god or fully human and Mm -hmm. he wasn't what 
they, you know, I guess had hoped for. Does yeah, it, they literally threw him in the ocean. As a baby. Yeah. They're like, sorry, we don't want you. Yeah. Like, and it's brutal. Yeah. Um, and so what he does after that is he wants to serve people. He wants to gain the praise of people because he couldn't get the praise of his parents and where he came from. So he is people-pleasing and striving and striving and striving for recognition and someone to say hey Mm -hmm. you know we see you we value you you're worthy and he ends up relying on his hook which was Mm -hmm. given to him by the gods gods. he was raised by the gods which is where he became this demigod and he got the hook and that's what gave him the power yeah and um this hook allows him to have these godlike abilities to shape shift and transform into different creatures um and he equates his identity and his worth and his value with the powers that that hook can give him yeah and so then he gets stranded on an island for a thousand years without the hook and he's just desperate to get off and run from you know all the things that led him to get to the island in the first place um i think a really neat feature in the movie um is his the tapestry so he says in his song tapestry (laughs) on his skin his tattoos um and he says that they they tell a story of his victories um and he also has kind of an active tattoo um that is his mini maui and (laughs) it kind of serves as his conscience and tugs on him a little bit and i think it's a little bit um, strategic, maybe intentional, that that little mini Maui always seems to sit on his chest uh, right over where his heart would be. Sometimes he's flicked oh, to the back. Sometimes yeah. he's flicked to a bicep. Um, <laughs> flicked to a bicep. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but when he shows up and he's trying to grab Maui's attention, he tends to be sitting on his chest where his heart would be. Um, so I think that that's kind of a cool play on kind of your your inner self and that inner voice that you have which Disney kind of echoes to exactly. in multiple movies um, I think we had talked about or seen the conversation of Jiminy Cricket and yes I had written that down I was yeah. like, that's really cool the comparison of the um, the conscience yeah um, and so for Maui his need to gain um, the praise of people is kind of his downfall Mm. um he wants to feel like he is worthy um because at some point in his life he was made to not feel that way and so with his kind of full circle story which after watching the movie a handful of times it kind of you know sits with me a little bit more than the first time I saw it but at the end of the movie he like you said there's a point where he runs away he doesn't want to be involved mm-hmm. um, even though this is kind of the unraveling of a poor choice that he made to people please yeah. um, he, he runs away from it but ultimately realizes that he needs to help Moana and comes back and Seeing him come back is really cool and so what, I'm like Mai, where are you going and then it's like he's back yeah and <laughs> What he does to impact the outcome in a positive way is he sacrifices the one thing that he's hung on to so tightly, mm, his hook. 
Um, when he first comes into the story, all he wants to do is go and get his hook. He doesn't want to fight Tikka. He yeah. says, I can't. I, I'm not Maui without my hook. And then at the end, he sacrifices the hook. And there's a moment when they're with Tefiti at the end. And he says, hook, no hook. I'm still Maui. And yeah. I think that that is kind of, in my opinion, the message that um, should be gotten across through his character mm-hmm. is... Um, I am more than my talents. I'm more than the showy stuff on the outside. Um, I don't need to people please to be fully me. And it's when you can let go of that stuff that you can really embrace who you are and not rely on other people to tell you that you have value. Mic drop. Boom. I, I That was so good. I freaking love this This girl's movie. out here preaching. <laughs> spitting truth over Let here. Let me tell you, I I have a uh, mic drop moment of sorts for Tefiti as well, but let's talk about Moana. Yes, okay, Moana. Um, Moana grows up in this village, like I said, and is expected to kind of be the next chief and to take that place underneath her dad um, as the next, you know, chief of this village. But she doesn't want that. Like, she loves her people she loves the village but she has this adventurous heart and she wants to discover more and and her grandma i feel like really helps her kind of see her purpose and her light and who she is you know having those conversations with her as a young child even to when the her grandmother's spirit is speaking to her when she's out on the boat and she's like giving up a lot of hope and Mm -hmm. her grandma's like look inside yourself like you know who you are Mm -hmm. you know what you are like born to be and what you are meant to do and and I, I love that relationship between the two of them because it really helps her see that she is capable mm-hmm. and she can do this and so um I really love seeing that but for Moana I think it it's this self-discovery and identity of just who she is outside of the village yeah like the expectation the, yeah, the expectation this village it's almost like I can imagine growing up in like a, a royal type of family where really it's like your life is set out before you mm-hmm. and you don't really get to discover that for yourself mm-hmm. and she takes a literal step away and goes beyond the reef to find that out for herself. Like, who who am I? I am Moana of Montanui, (laughs) and you will get in my boat. You know, and I just think it's really cool to see her take that step back and um, go on this journey. And originally you see how she is, she knows, like, I've got to go on this journey because Maui has to be the one to, to restore the heart of Tefiti. But as you get to the end, like, the pieces come together and she realizes, like, I can do this myself. Like, I have the power to do this. And um, I love the scene at the end of the movie when she realizes that Taka is um, is Tafiti and she's standing in the waters all Let's around her. And she's it. like, bring her to me. And she's standing there and she's this powerful princess. And she's like, I can do this. Like, I know who I am. I know what I've been called to do. Like... The ocean calls me, but the o- it's not the ocean. The ocean is in me. Like, the calling is inside of me. And she literally brings Taka to her and, like, calms down this lava monster and is like, <laughs> I am Moana. This is your heart. I'm going to restore it. And it's this beautiful picture of not only her restoring the heart of Tafiti, but also, I feel like, restoring the heart of herself and, like, being, like, so solidified in who she is. And I just think that is so beautiful. Absolutely. One of... The things that I love about Moana's journey, which is 
polarizing to what Maui goes through, honestly, is there is a moment in the movie when, you know, they're Maui and Moana are having um, some discourse on, you know, what to do next in their journey. And Moana says, the ocean chose me. And mm-hmm. Maui looks at her and says, well, the ocean chose wrong. Mm-hmm. And and in addition to that her parents said you know we stay on the island we don't leave we don't go beyond the reef and she's just told you know over and over again that what she's doing isn't isn't right or she's got it wrong when really it's it's inside of her she feels that you know she's got this calling and this is what she's supposed to do and she's so sure of it that despite so many people telling her over and over again that she should be doing something else Mm -hmm. she is able to seek counsel and guidance from her grandmother ultimately and the ocean Mm -hmm. um to be able to have that identity like you said her grandma is like you know who you are and um, it's almost this like belief in herself and confidence Mm -hmm. that she's able to she already has but it continues to develop across the movie and i think it's a beautiful message for young girls that like you can have a dream within yourself and you can believe in yourself despite Mm -hmm. if people are like no they chose wrong you're not supposed to do that like Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're called to something and you want to give something a try like go for it yeah and and go after that i think another element to that story arc for her is by the time she she's decided she's going to take on Taka herself, Maui or not, she's going to restore the heart. She gets there. She sees that what she thought would be where Tafiti is is gone. But she, in that moment, knows who she is. Mm-hmm. And because she knows who she is, she can call out someone else's true identity Oof. and help them become the best version of themselves when she isn't sure of herself she is going back and forth she's not sure she's not able to muster up the courage to just say hey you know what no one has my back that's all right I'm gonna do it anyway Um, but when she you know goes for it and does it herself in that moment she's not worried about oh my gosh I failed oh my gosh Mm -hmm. um, this isn't maybe I am wrong maybe I'm not supposed to do this she's still sure of herself and she's able to help someone else get to that point yeah I mean she's so sure of herself like I said that she yeah. walks she like basically she parts the sea <laughs> she walks in the middle Quite her hair is like blowing in the wind and she's like approaching the lava monster and there's this part where where Taka comes right up to her and the smoke blows past her and she just like doesn't even flinch mm-hmm. because she's like I know who you are. Yeah. I know who I am. Yeah. This is not who you are. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. she says that, she's like, this is not who you are. Like, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. You can just see, like, th- there's just, like, peace that, yeah. like, flows over that scene. And it is, yeah. man, I got a lot of tingles. Every, every time I watch this movie, I get stark still when it's that part where she says exactly what you said, where she says she tells the ocean, you know, let her come to me and the sea parts and she's walking boldly, confidently towards what appears to be a lava monster. Death, basically. Yeah. She just destroy her. And um, in that moment when she's walking, first of all, the, the animation to it, 11 out of 10. It's phenomenal it's so good but the words that come out of her mouth are they've stolen the heart from inside you um this does not define you yeah this is not who you are i know your name and 
then you know Taka approaches her and gets close the smoke comes and she calls her by name Tafiti and restores her heart yeah and she's Ooh. able to real to get rid of all of that hard outer dark shell that is the molten lava and both you know mentally figuratively and literally grow blossom and bloom into the most beautiful version of herself yeah and I just I mean that part of the movie gets me every single time and I think for me the hit home message yes self-discovery and we all take our own personalized journey to get there Mm -hmm. Maui's journey versus Moana's journey are very different but they both ultimately come to the same result of knowing who they are and being self-assured in that without needing other people um I, I take that back Moana has people in her life you know whether that be the ocean which is inanimate or her <laughs> or her grandma yeah. um it's important to have people in your life to you know help you figure out who you are and encourage you to be the best version of yourself keep you accountable to that too yeah um challenge you sometimes too but um they both ultimately get to a point where they are confident in their identity what their purpose and calling in life is um and by doing that are able to in turn do that for someone else Mm -hmm. and the way that Tafiti got to her monster state was by you know the inflicted pain of Maui taking something that wasn't his and so I think that that is like so applicable and so many different facets of life of like people especially in the social media age that we live in trying to chase something or pursue something or take something that really isn't meant to be theirs um I think the the word fame these days is like I feel like I hear that out of young people's mouths all the time of like I just want to be famous or I just want to go viral and like chasing after like the approval and praise of other people um like Maui uh and then there's the other side of just like being in life when people tell you no or Mm -hmm. you can't do something and um having the right people in your life to say you know hey you know who you are like you were totally capable of doing this um and then you in turn being assured in yourself to be able to do that for someone else I mean it's just Mm -hmm. a beautiful story of growth self-discovery and um friendship and encouragement yeah it's I mean there's a there's a much deeper meaning obviously to this movie than you see on the surface and I love the way that you described a lot of that I know you're super passionate about the meaning of this movie and so yes I got first pick so (laughs) I chose Moana because I have really like Courtney said strong feelings about the meaning of this movie Uh, I think that it's easy to just view this as an animated film with you know awesome songs that you can sing to and Mm -hmm. cry to and happily ever after (laughs) um but uh yeah I mean so many of these movies that we watch and love from Disney can can have this life application and I think that when I watch specifically Moana because we're talking about it you know that's what I I'm reminded of of Mm -hmm. you know specific like for me specifically with dentistry I was told no several times and you know being a female in healthcare you hear that all the time and and a an example in Moana even though it's a, a 
animated princess movie is something that you know can speak to a lot of people and say hey like you feel called to do something you feel like you are made to do this and other people maybe don't believe that for you and some do um you know it's it's really awesome to have those movies to cling to and push you to have some reminders here and there that are disney friendly and look Uh, at you now uh, look at me now look at you now (laughs) she a dentist y'all yeah she out here yep but um yeah i i just like i said have passion for what this movie um in my opinion was trying to get across Mm -hmm. um and i obviously got a lot out of it yeah (laughs) you sure did um what are what are some of your other thoughts court I mean, I feel like you really knocked it out of the park with that. Like, I don't know if I can top anything that you just said. I mean, you really I did. I came ready. You were so ready. <laughs> I just, I wish you guys could see the look on her face. She's just beaming. She's smiling. She's so happy about maybe, this movie. Maybe we'll uh, put it in a reel so you can't see my face. Yeah, yeah. We should do that. That would be great. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Maybe we could take a little, like, hard turn out of the sentiment of it and go into some fun facts let's do it let's lighten it up yeah okay so fun facts i found a i found an article on buzzfeed that actually had a bunch of really fun things about moana that you maybe didn't know so i'm actually going to pull the article up and actually read some of them because i thought some of them were very interested interesting um apparently flounder from the little mermaid and Olaf from Frozen both appear in the film. I have not spotted either of them, but I do see I do remember seeing Sven when he does a bunch of the when Demi Demi <laughs> when Maui does a bunch of the shape-shifting. One oh, of the yes. characters he shapeshifts oh. into is Sven and Olaf. Olaf, he does He does he does I, I he so. definitely goes into Sven, but I don't know if he goes into Olaf. Oh wait, maybe I'm thinking of when Olaf goes to Mickey Mouse. Oh, yes, that's funny. Maybe too. that's what I'm thinking of. I love Olaf. He's so um, cute. There's also a hidden Mickey at the beginning um, when what? Moana finds the seashell. Oh, um, oh gosh. Apparently, the little turtle that she's helping in the beginning of the movie it's is Crush. Supposed to be. Uh, it's not Crush. Crush is the dad. What's his name? Oh, oh. The the baby t- the baby turtles not. Oh, the dad is Crush. You're right. Um, we're talking Dude. about Finding Nemo, in case you're wondering. It starts with an S, I feel like. It's not the, Spike. The, oh my gosh. It's the, the child of Crush. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Crush and his son appear, and there is a hidden Mickey in the bubbles. I've seen it. Wow. Okay, wait. Before we take a turn out of um, the sentiment and we go okay. lighthearted, there's one more point that I just remembered in okay. my head rewind rewind um at the end it shows a shot of the stack of rocks uh-huh. that moana's oh, yeah. dad tells her mm-hmm. this is where all the leaders who have come before yeah. you place their mark yeah. and she puts a seashell Shell. and so i think that was like a really cool way of saying just because tradition says you know this is the way things go it doesn't mean you don't like you can't follow it at all because she still is following the tradition but she's putting her own spin on it and i really loved that yeah okay sorry i just wanted to add that no that was cool i i noticed that too and i was like oh it's not a rock it's a shell that's mm-hmm. cool um where's my other oh okay i don't know how to pronounce it is it pua the name pua, of- pua. Mm-hmm. okay so all the noises pua makes are actually real pig noises they were not voiced by a human 
Can you imagine being like, hey, we have a pig. We need to make some, can you make some noises so we can record you and put you in an animated film? That's funny. There's some pig I out mean, there that's literally famous because he's the voice of Pua. Also a fun fact, I saw this on a Disney vlog, maybe on YouTube. Um, one of the pigs in Animal Kingdom inspired the pattern and coloring of Pua. He's at the affection section um, at Rafiki's Planet Watch. Whoa. And so if you go to Animal Kingdom and go to Rafiki's Planet Watch, find the white pig with black spots. And he inspired the animators to create Pua the way that he is. Dang. Yeah. I saw that in the... That just sparked in my brain. Look at you with the fun facts coming out of nowhere. Too much Disney um, content in my peep, day. So apparently the animators originally envisioned Maui as being bald. Yeah, to mirror um, The Rock, right? Yeah. Okay. And also also The Rock, uh, Maui's dimples and eyebrow raises are all directly based off of The Rock. And like also, his, the way he raises his yes. eyes. That's so cool. I also read that Maui was the only character where they were like, it's got to be The Rock. We want The Rock. That's it. Every other character had an audition. Wow. And they were like, it's the rock or bust for Mal. What if he would have said no? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, would've, guys. Would have been a different story, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Um, okay, what else do we have here? Okay, so I cannot say her name for the life of me. It's the girl that voices Moana. Uh, Ali'i Cravalho. Okay, I knew you were going to know exactly how to pronounce her name. Yes. She um, was cast at the age of 14, making her the youngest Disney princess actress. Amazing. Which is, like, I think 14. it's so fitting for Moana, too. Yeah, because like, she's 16 in the movie. Yeah. Um, what else did I have in it? Oh, okay. For um, the water, the way that they animated the water in the movie, they actually based it off of rapunzel's hair from tangled the way the way the rapunzel's hair moved they based the water animation off of that see tangled coming in clutch like they were like let's go back to all this tangled um footage that we have let's study rapunzel's hair and that's how we're going to create the water movement i would have never connected to those two together but i thought that was a very fascinating fact i also i don't know if it's true or not but i heard saw or read one of the three um that the shape of the ocean they didn't want it to look like little spout of water coming up um and so they modeled the shape of it after flubber what oh that makes so much sense though it looks just like flubber yeah oh what a good movie i haven't seen that in a really long time classic that is really good also um for animation um moana's hair they said that they had to create brand new tools and new forms of animation that they'd never used before on her hair to make it look as realistic as possible. Because so many of the shots, her hair is in the wind. And each mm. strand is moving so specific, which I couldn't even imagine. Like, there's probably like seven people that are just responsible for Moana's hair. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay, yeah. cool, that's weird. That's awesome, also at the same time. Yeah. Um, but they actually had volunteer Moana hair models. Oh. That they would get dunked, they would, their heads would get dunked in water and wow. like thrown around so they could see the way that the <laughs> hair would move. And I'm like, can you imagine like just sticking your head in a bucket of water and throwing it around? I <laughs> truly wish I had luscious enough hair to be a volunteer hair model for Moana. <laughs> that would have been so I've cool. I've got the thinnest stick straight hair. I never would have made the cut. I know. Sad day. Oh, it's okay. But I would have been really cool to be like, yeah, I was a volunteer hair model for Moana. Okay, Crazy. I have 
Do you have any other fun facts? I'm 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 kind of tapped out. Okay, my last one that I have is the original writer for the screenplay. Mm-hmm. This is maybe more of a fact fact than a fun fact. Okay. Not sure. Um, but the original writer for the screenplay was Taika Waititi, who oh. is a New Zealander, so he fit into that South Pacific mm-hmm. um, Islander descent. Uh, but he, after writing the original screenplay, which was strongly based on Maui's character, um, decided to step away. He had his first child Sweet. and was working on another film project. And um, he, if you're unfamiliar with what he has directed in the past, he is responsible for Thor Ragnarok and oh, yeah. um, some episodes of The Mandalorian. And so if the film was based on Maui, I think that he would have been a really strong pick for like a, a strong action yeah. movie. Ooh. But he stepped away. It was handed over to Clements and Musker, who in the past have done some really amazing princess movies. Mm-hmm. And it kind of took that route. And they... When it was handed off to them, they wanted to make sure that it wasn't based on, uh, Moana's story wasn't based on like a love interest or Mm -hmm. anything like that. So they went through a handful of different uh, versions of the story, but I thought it was cool that um, the original screenplay writer, uh, he said in an interview, like what he had written to begin with, like there's hardly anything left of it in the final product. Um, But I think it is interesting to think about a movie that could have been made by somebody who does more action-based. I mean, who knows? Maybe um, we would get a... Oh, a Maui sequel by Taika Waititi? <gasps> who knows? That would be amazing. Well, we are getting a... Okay, so a little bit of a segue here. Mm-hmm. Just some quick other fun things that Moana has um, really produced since its movies mm-hmm. in, in the parks and really beyond um, is that Moana is getting its own animated show um, on, on Disney+. Plus. Sweet. I think it's coming in 2022 or 2023. It was released when they did a bunch of um, announcements for the upcoming Disney Plus shows. So we will probably see a lot of Maui in that. Um, Do you know if it has um, the same like computer animation? Or is it like Tangled uh, where the um, TV series that they did, it went from the 3D computer animation to like a 2D cartoon? I don't know. I don't think they released that. Yeah, I think they just gave the date. I think it's probably really in Mm. those rough, those not rough stages, rough draft, rough. Early you know. stages? Early stages. There we go. Not rough. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, there is getting its own show, which is kind of cool. Um, also, in the parks in Epcot, we are getting an Moana attraction, which is really going to be more of a, like, walk-through magical experience. It's going to be Journey of Water. So, as you walk through, I think you get to experience some of the, like, magic water effects. And it's going to be a walk-through experience, which I think will be Is this going to be, like, between the land and the seas? I feel like that'd be it's a good gonna spot be for it. but right before you get to Nemo, I think is where it's supposed okay. to be. So yes, that around there. Um but that would be kind of fun. Yeah. So I I don't know if I'd call it an attraction though. I feel like it's more of just like a Well, like um like Avengers Campus in Disneyland. I mean, they do have the one Spider Man attraction that's an actual attraction, but for the most mm-hmm. part, it's kind of like a walkthrough experience so maybe it'll be something along the lines of exciting i think it'll be something super unique yeah nothing like it has probably been done at this point so i'm excited to see what that turns into for real one other thing is that the polynesian hotel resort um has been rethemed to moana so all the rooms have 
tons of Moana like artwork and designs and like you can see a lot of like Maui's tattoos on the wallpaper which it's is beautiful I think it's I'm staying in the Polynesian next month and I am so ready I can't I I'm gonna take to- <laughs> so many photos I'm just gonna freak out because it's gonna be so cool I was about to do a, a silly joke of like do we know anyone that's planning on uh, staying there sorry I jumped I jumped the gun on that I was, so, like, I was so excited I couldn't I even wait so yes I wouldn't be able to I will either. definitely um let you guys know Report what it's back. like mm-hmm. it's gonna be so pretty i'm so excited so i'll get some pictures and videos and and post those for you guys and, and report back for sure but that's kind of just some fun facts and outside of the movie really um i was gonna mention something about the music but i'm actually gonna save that for a later piece that we're gonna talk about at the very end um but really i think that's a good summary of the movie itself and the the deeper meaning and kind of how the movie impacted a lot of people yeah if you guys have any thoughts or opinions on digging deep into moana and what that means to you specifically please shoot us a message comment on our instagram our instagram uh, instagram what is that instagram where can they find us on instagram you can find us on instagram at the castle chat yes and where can they email us they can email us at thecastlechat at gmail.com send us an email yeah we we are hyper responsive on these messages and we want to hear from you literally anything you want to send to us also what about reviews oh my gosh yes if you are loving what you're hearing which we hope you are we would love you guys to give us a five stars give us a review we'd love to just hear from you and what you guys think about the castle chat we're three episodes in and we're really enjoying just getting to spend time with you guys and and share our love for disney and so we would love if you would drop us a review or some stars or whatever I, your heart desires somebody somebody whispered in my ear that we did get a one star review we did. and i want to know if it was like somebody an error like somebody accidentally clicked on it or somebody actually does doesn't like what we're doing i yeah if you don't like what we're doing could you at least like leave a comment to let us know yeah. specifically what you would like us to improve on because we are so open to feedback yeah rather than the one star give us some critiques my friends yes we are so open to um anything you guys want to tell us and how we can be better at this so really we do this we love having conversations with each other in general but we really want to create something where people can join a conversation with us so please in any way that you feel led to whether it be instagram email or reviews on your listening platform join us All right, guys, we are here today with our small shop shout out. I'm getting better at saying that every week. I'm just going to keep saying that because I'm proud of myself. Um, This week, our small shop shout out is for Marceline Home. Marceline Home is a really cool company that makes awesome Disney home decor, Uh, whether it be mugs or signs or I mean, really anything they are your people to go to. I ordered a Main Street USA sign from them actually last year um, when I was in quarantine. I saw it and I was like, I have to have this and I have it in my room and it is just such a sweet little reminder of 
Main Street USA, which is a really special place for me. And so um, we love Disney home decor. We also love Disney home decor that's super subtle and isn't just like in your face Disney. And they do a really great job of making beautiful um, products. And so we wanted to um, shout them out. If you guys are listening, we love you guys and your products and um we hope that all people listening go and order a sign (laughs) for their home but definitely check them out on instagram um, marceline home it's m-a-r-c-e-l-i-n-e home for those of you who may not know marceline is a city in missouri and it is walt disney's hometown oh my gosh that's the reference marceline home Wow. Okay, I didn't even know that. So that's cool. You guys have a really cool business name. Awesome. Yeah. So So that is our small shop shout out. Unpopular opinions. (laughs) Oh, no. That was so bad. But this is what I was saving. It is Moana themed. Okay. I I don't know if we're going to agree on this one. Okay. Let's hear it. Moana the soundtrack has been number one on the Billboard soundtrack hits for the past 50 weeks. It's been number one. And it's been on the the hit list at, at for 250 weeks total. But number one for the past 50. Almost a whole year at number one. And in my opinion, it, it shouldn't be number one. Okay, I think it's wild in general that this movie came out in 2016. I have a feeling it's related to the release of Disney Plus, people being in quarantine and their young children wanting to watch this movie on repeat. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends, Hannah, if you are listening, she sends me Snapchats of her daughter watching this movie on repeat. Oh. On repeat. Literally, my boyfriend's nephew, if he's crying, they literally just put on Moana and it, he immediately stops crying. Like, yes. it's the it's the most peaceful thing that they do for their... like. Their child is just mesmerized by Moana. Yeah, so I think that has a lot to do with it. It's odd to me that this movie came out a handful of years ago, and now for the last year, 2020, 2021, is number one on mm-hmm. Billboard. Um, but also, look at you, Lin Manuel. Look at you. I know people. Who I mean, I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that he is on the also soundtrack. True. Also true. I do love me some Moana soundtrack, but whether or not it deserves to be number one. What are what are some of the soundtracks that it's topping? So number two is Frozen 2. And number three is The Greatest Showman. And in my opinion, The Greatest Showman should be number one. I think every song on that album is a banger. Hey, if, in case you were wondering, this is the greatest show. Yeah. Oh, the, the, I get uh, it. Our show. Ah. Okay, all right. That took me a second, but I was like, where is she going with uh. this? I don't know. I, I love Moana. I love the songs. But when I think of those other two soundtracks, I'm like, man, they've got some really good hits. And it's surprising to me that Moana has been number one for 50 weeks. So that's that's my unpopular I opinion. I think it's that drop. Islander beat. People are into it. You're welcome. Yeah. No, I'm, I do. I love the Moana soundtrack, but whether or not it should be number one on the soundtrack billboard tell us if it's unpopular or popular to you yeah so that's our unpopular opinion and with that really we're here to wrap things up um next week we will be doing episode four which will be our resort rewind and recap where we will pick a resort and we will kind of talk about 
what the what the resort offers, what we think about the resort. Um, and so we have not picked the resort yet. So that gonna, is to be determined. We're gonna post a poll on Instagram Ooh. and let you guys. Yes, pick. you guys get to decide what resort we are gonna talk about next so, week. Check into that Instagram and let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, for sure. But we're excited about that, and we're going to just continue down this road of giving you guys some awesome Disney content. And so give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a review. Like we said earlier, we would love that. Subscribe on your listening platforms. Yes, subscribe on your listening platforms. I think we're just going to end it with, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you guys. Bye. Bye.